Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you're joining us for the conclusion of a great interview with Dr. Richard Ruling as we've been discussing the seventh seal from the book of the Revelation. Now, if you missed any of the prior episode, you need to go back and catch up. We don't have time to, to recover a lot of ground we've already gone over, okay? But also, if you missed any of our discussions on the prior six seals, seals one through six of the book of Revelation, you need to go back and listen to those as well. When you sit down and you listen to them all the way through and it's like a Bible study, oh, folks, your eyes will be open to things that you knew was happening, but you never knew the context that was happening in because this is real. And the soon return of Jesus is getting closer every single day. We see it happening. And Dr. Ruling is discussing all this for us. So let's go jump back into the conclusion of this interview now as we are talking about the seventh seal of the book of the Revelation. When we look at the book of Revelation uh, and we're discussing the end times, most people reference scriptures like Matthew 24, where Jesus asked about the end times and the end of the world. And he pointed us to the fulfillment of Daniel chapter 7. Can you clarify for us how Daniel 7 relates to what we're talking about and concerning the end, the timing of the end days? Good. Thank you for that question. Actually, uh, Daniel 7 is prefaced by Daniel 2, where you have an image uh, of four different metals, a head of gold, chest of silver, thighs of brass, and legs of iron. Uh, it was Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, or Rome. Rome was the Iron Kingdom, uh, etc., uh, and Babylon was gold. It, it was wealthy. Well, today, America's, you know, the golden, uh, you know, everybody wants to come to America for a better life because we have so much materialism. Um, you know, the, the, the Pope came to um, Congress to tell us how to run the country. And I, I would wonder because I spent a summer in South America and everybody wanted to come here for a better life, you know, basically. Uh, so how is how how why can't the Pope just help his problem in South America. If they all want to come here, he can work there to do it. He doesn't need to come here and tell us how to do it. The, the, I, I'm, I'm against the, the Catholic hierarchy. I love the Catholic Christians as sincere. Um, basically, times of ignorance for all of us, God winks at. And coming back to your question on Daniel 7, there are four beasts, just like the four metals in Daniel 2. And fierce beasts of prey, that's what the Bible reveals governments are like, fierce beasts of prey. They send men into war and get them killed. They tax us heavily and so on. But that uh, fourth beast, Rome, had horns growing out of it and a, a little horn that grew up that was different or diverse. Why? Because it was spiritual or religious. The papacy grew out of Rome, okay, the Holy Roman Empire. But it says it um, uh, persecuted the saints. And uh, the Protestant Reformation uh, estimates, uh, his conservative historians estimate between 50 and 100,000 
Protestants were martyred, burned at the stake, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so not not a good situation. And uh, I'm seeing how those four beasts, though, can also, in verse 17 of Revelation, I'm sorry, Daniel 7 is your question. And verse 17 says, these four beasts are four kings that shall arise out of the earth. And so in the end time, we have a lion with eagle's wings. UK is a lion. We have the eagle's wings. Bear is Russia. I grew up with that, with cartoons in the newspaper as, as uh, Russia the bear. And uh, I can see that uh, the leopard with four heads could easily be the Asian powers of China, uh, Japan, Korea, etc., economically forced and so on. And finally, the EU is like the uh, the, the fourth uh, beast, uh, Rome. It has today it's in full uh, league with Rome and, and the papacy coming up uh, out of it. Uh, we'll we'll do this, and that little horn, by the way, is seen again in 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 um, Daniel eighth chapter. The next chapter has a vision at the time of the end, and uh, it has a ram and goat conflict, which I'm saying is Iraq and Iran, because the Medes and Persians are Iraq and Iran today. We've done Iraq. We're really at the end, and I believe that uh, something is going to get us angry to fight the the uh, the. Uh, Iran, basically, and I think they've been fomenting the uh, hostilities and the difficulties in in uh, Jerusalem, yeah. et cetera. Amen, amen. That's I see that too. And, and, you know, we discussed some of this before, but I want to emphasize again: Why did the Catholic Church change the Sabbath day from the seventh day to the eighth day? Good point. <laughs> uh, and it does say so. In uh, this is Daniel 7, verse 25. Think to change times and laws. Well, they changed the calendar. And uh, when Constantine, who was a sun worshiper, came along uh, to unite his realm, uh, Jewish stuff was on the wane. They did, the Jews were the ones that persecuted Christ. So get rid of the Sabbath. Let's have Sunday, Resurrection Day, and so on. And that's how the, the Bishop of Rome, at that time he was not a pope, but he was bishop, in 321, first Sunday law, that you had to observe Sunday, okay? Well, uh, our our Pope John Paul comes along with Jays Domini. Domini is Sunday. Sunday is the day, you know. And then come Laudato Si with Francis. Uh, he's also promoting Sunday worship. Uh, close the businesses. Um, cut down on greenhouse gases and get the blessings of the Eucharist that they want to offer. You know, so it is... Uh, family values. Well, who can argue with family values? We all need that. But God had a Sabbath. You know, he, he is the creator. It was a memorial to it. Why, why do we have to get rid of that? Just because they said, well, that was before any Jews were. It, the sat Right now, the Jews are the only ones doing it to speak of. Uh, I I have to say, I, I, I was an Adventist for many years. I'm not a member anymore. I see I see all mainline religions as, as uh, stuck in their history and yeah. not up with what's going on, really. Yep. And they're Amen. closed to, to truth for that reason. And the, the Laodicean church in Revelation 3, the, the last the last of seven churches is lukewarm, wretched, miserable, blind, naked. Uh, so why have your membership there? I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't have my membership there anymore, and I'm not supporting it. But I believe that, that uh, Sabbath is a real deal, and, and Elijah is supposed to come and restore all things. I think we can be part of Elijah's movement to help people get back to a more biblical stuff, you know, and that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Amen. Not a denomination. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. And all of this relates, of course, to the Jewish calendar system. How does our current calendar fit into the Jewish calendar or does it really matter at all? 
I think it does matter in the end. When it says times of ignorance, God winks, he's been winking a lot. Okay. But when we come to the time of judgment, and I think it's when he knocks, uh, the ancient church of Laodicea ended in a, in, in a knock with an earthquake. That was an, an earthquake encoded as a knock. And I see that the knock is also, though, in the wedding parable. The Catholic uh, Gregorian calendar is um, the new moons have nothing to do with the new month. The, the new moon can be in the middle of the month or the end of the month, whatever. But the idea is that God had a calendar in Exodus 12, too. He said this is the beginning of the month, the first month of the year. And the word Kodesh, which uh, if you put that on Google Images, it's the crescent moon, the thin crescent when it's brand new. There are several, there's sometimes two or three nights where you don't see any moon at all, but suddenly in the western sky after sunset, you can see that little crescent, and each night it gets bigger and bigger, till two weeks later it's a full moon, and then it gets smaller, 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 until you see no moon at all. Their ca Gregorian calendar has no reference to the start of the month that God said is the start of, and actually God was counting the seventh day from the start of the, of the uh, uh, it says, uh, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath. It's not a series of uninterrupted seven, 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 seven. Uh, we think that because we've been doing it for centuries with the Gregorian calendar. But the proof of it partly is the fact that uh, Passover came uh, in in John 19th chapter, verse 30, 31. Uh, that Passover when Christ died was a high day. High day, Why? Because the seventh-day Sabbath and the annual uh, uh, Sabbath of Passover coincided. And uh, right now, the Jews are not doing that. They're going every seven for Saturday as Sabbath, but the Passover can come on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Thursday. It, it's, it's all mixed up for them. They don't see the, the days as combined. But anciently, it was. Uh, and in Leviticus uh, 23rd chapter, verse 11, it, it talks about from the moral, it's, it, 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 the context is Passover on the 15th day, and from the moral after the Sabbath, uh, you'll count to Pentecost, okay, that way. But the, the moral after the Sabbath, the word Sabbath, Shabbat, is strong 7676. It always means seventh-day Sabbath. And so the, so the 15th was the seventh day, uh, uh, was a seventh-day Sabbath. And so if you have a new moon, seven days later on the 8th, you have a Sabbath. And seven days later on the 15th, you have a Sabbath. And every month it is that way in the in the Bible. You can't find, I, I know a guy in Arnold Bowen in Conyers, Georgia, who gave a $1,000, offered a 1000 to anybody who could find a seventh-day Sabbath on any other day than the 8th, the 4th, 15th, the 22nd of the month. Uh, so, so the idea is that you come to the end of the month and... Um, the 29th is a Sabbath, but we have 29 and a half. And some days uh, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's an extra day there. I think God allows that a, a no count day. You don't have to count it. But it was in, in the Bible times, David said to Jonathan, tomorrow is uh, is the new moon and I'll be missed at the feast or something. The idea is that there was it was a feast day and it was just do what you like. You don't have to work. Uh, invite the friends in. Uh, let's have a, a social occasion. Uh, we do it differently in this country. We we take a vacation for two weeks straight uh, sometime in the summer or three weeks, you know. Well, God had one every month, a, a day where just relax, meet with your friends, don't have to work, whatever. So that was social, you know, just like uh, God meets our physical needs with food. 
He meets our spiritual needs with his word. Social is a is a thing, and uh, we can do that too uh, once a month, maybe. You know, that's that's how I see it. Amen, amen. Now you've been sharing with us in prior interviews about the second Passover event. Can you explain the importance of that event for us? Yeah, uh, in a nutshell, God took executed judgment on Egypt and took Israel to a covenant at Sinai. He said, "If you keep my covenant, you'll be to me a kingdom." And he also, in Jeremiah 3.14, says, return to me, I'm married to you. But he got an ignorant bride at Sinai because 40 <laughs> days later, they worshiped a calf, you know, and that wasn't God, you know. But, the, uh, but And by the way, in Bible times, they called that calf Baal. The translation of Baal is Lord, okay? I grew up thinking Lord is the name of God and God is the name of Lord. I didn't know that he had a name, okay, even. But he does. Uh, it's called the tetragrammaton is the four letters that translators removed, tetra meaning four, and they supplanted it with Lord in all caps. And you can find it uh, uh, seven times in the Ten Commandments where you see Lord in all caps. Seven is a, a mark of end time truth, I believe. And his name is one of the things that we need to um, restore. But um, where did I get off on this somehow? Uh, you said... Uh, uh, Talking second about Passover. Second Passover. Okay. Um, the point is that, that God got an ignorant bride at Sinai, and this must not happen to Christ. And so it's not real obvious, but the last closing parables of Christ, his last seven parables, all support second Passover timing. The first time is his. Uh, uh, learn a parable of a fig tree when his branches tender puts forth leaves, you know, summer's nigh. Well, summer is not nigh in April at Passover, but it is nigh in May. That's a month later. And the provision for Passover, by the way, these are 9-11 warnings from Christ. We all know 9-11 is important, and God embedded this in Numbers 9, verse 10 and 11. If you were an Israelite, you took a long trip in the spring, you can't get back in time for Passover, you're not excused. Passover means judgment. We all have to face it. So uh, keep it the second month, a month later. That was uh, in num the book of Numbers 9, verse 10 and 11. Uh, and so I see the parables like as the days of Noah, Noah's flood came with second Passover timing. It was the second Amen. month. Okay. Amen. And we think, oh, that's just an odd coincidence. But the next parable begins, then shall two be in the field. Then is timing. It's the same time or a direct consequence. So uh, uh, that those... the Fig tree, Noah, uh, two in the field. Then, okay, those are the first three. Uh, there is a a, a, a uh, evil servant that begins to smite his fellow servants, and uh, that the next word in Matthew twenty five is then shall it be like ten virgins. Well, then uh, ties that timing to the ten virgins, and and Christ ended that parable with watch. You don't understand. It's like a man traveling to a far country. So. Uh, all, all of those fit together for second timing, and so that's why I'm saying I'm still looking for second second month. This is just yeah. the first month in April. It's still cold. Amen. Amen. You know, I believe we discussed privately that this episode we're doing right now will be released the first week of May in 2023, which coincides right. with the second Passover event. Good. What should we be looking for as it approaches? Well, uh, if we don't see uh, a Muslim attack on uh, Jerusalem uh, in the next couple of days, 
I would say I'm looking for it May 1, because that would be the same day that Noah entered the ark when other people should have. And May Day, May 1 is a May Day, it's a distress call, and uh, it could be the Muslims attacking then. It might be uh, also in Noah's day, the animals uh, went into the ark, and animals may be acting strange. When they had a tsunami in uh, in Indonesia, the animals that were not tied, caged, or, or in a room somewhere, they fled to higher ground and were spared uh, the destruction of a quarter of a million people that died on the coast, uh, on the lowlands, uh, got hit by the tsunami and, and uh, drowned, I guess, but basically... Yeah. So I, I look for that first week to end, though, on Friday night, May 5 and 6, I believe that is when the Lord will roar from Jerusalem, heavens and earth will shake, and I believe it will be in response to Muslims in Jerusalem. Mm, amen. Amen. Well, Dr. Rulin, again, you've given us a lot of information to think about, pray about, and to ponder. If someone wanted to reach out to you to ask a question, maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? They could email me if they like. Uh, my name uh, spelled with an H, R-U-H-L-I-N-G, ruling7 at Juno or Yahoo.com would get me. You know, ruling7 at Juno. J-U-N-O is my primary. I use it mostly. Thank you very much for that outreach. And uh, there is more to know, but we've covered the main things. And uh, <laughs> heads up, God God winks in our times of ignorance. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to this in the show notes below. Folks, the signs of the times are all around us. So much so that you know, many people are becoming numb to the evening news. I mean, you get you have to get into the word of God, study it, see it for yourself, just how close we are to the soon return of Jesus. I mean, this is not going to be a peaceful transition of authority in the earth. This is not going to happen <laughs> with us all singing in the sweet by and by and kumbayas. And this is going to be a violent upheaval of society as a whole. This is going to be the devil's final stand, and he's not going to go peacefully. But as Dr. Ruling has been sharing with us all along, we win in the end. Amen? Actually, Amen. Jesus wins. Jesus yeah. wins and gives to us the victory, praise God. But Hallelujah. there will be bloodshed. There will be lives lost, and it is not going to be pretty. But we have a promise. He that endures to the end shall be saved. That does Amen. not mean our material things will be saved. It does not mean our physical lives will be saved. It does mean our spirit man, the real you, will be saved if you do not waver. Amen? Drop down the show notes. Click the link. Matter of fact, order Dr. Ruling's books. Get in touch with him if you'd like to ask him some questions or possibly do an interview with, with two or three of uh, topics with him because I know he's open to that. And Dr. Ruling, once again, it's been a pleasure to discuss these end-time topics with you, and I do appreciate your time, brother. Could I say one more thing? Sure. Um, when Christ gave his signs in Matthew 24, he talked about uh, fle fleeing, okay? And I believe uh, they got out of Jerusalem. They fled to the hills somewhere. I think uh, if I were living in a city somewhere, I would want to uh, spend a weekend driving out of the city uh, to some rural spot um, maybe a cabin, maybe a, a used mobile home, maybe a camper that I could survive in or a van that I could sleep in the back of or something, you know, just to be able to, uh, uh, when big trouble comes, Christ, one of his warnings was if you're on the housetop and don't, uh, and see them coming, don't even go down to get your stuff. And I knew a, a Presbyterian pastor that did that. He carried his backpack in his car. He could meet his wife somewhere if things were coming. I hope he's still uh, having the same sense of urgency. But I think sometime in the coming month, um, 
if you don't have a place to go, it's going to be trouble uh, because one will be taken, the other left. And if you're honest and you tell them, uh, I don't believe in a new world order with the Pope in charge, uh, uh, you'll be out of here. You know, uh, yeah. that, that, yeah. it's, it's death, I think. So uh, plan to get in the country if you can, even if it's just barely survival, because God has a plan. We did talk about it in the, in the last seal about uh, uh, God's going to gather us to the land of the covenant. And uh, that's a possibility that we, we don't see coming exactly, but uh, it, it will be here. Thank you. Amen. Amen. That's so true. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Dr. Richard Rulli and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.